0: people know me for just really, really great cutting. And like a lot of them, they actually don't know that I actually can cook, Oh. which is the fun part. I started doing food reviews, doing food reviews, of a lot of really great TikTok chefs and chefs like, you know, cooking Matt, Sunny, Chef Chris Cho, all my boys now. But a lot of their followers, when I did these reviews, they'd be like, who are you? Leave the cooking to the chefs. <laughs> at first, I was a little put off, but then I'm like, hey, I can't be mad at them. They don't know who I am.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Vivid Talks. Today with special guest, Wallace, also known as Six Pack Chef. He creates a Lot of recipe content as well as health and fitness content. He was also one of the top finalists for Top Chef Canada in season seven. Hello, welcome to Vivid Talks. I'm excited to have Wallace here today. Wallace, do you want to introduce yourself and let us know what kind of content creation you do? Thanks for
0: having me first off. I'm Wallace. I'm from Toronto. I'm a content creator. And I do things for food, health and fitness and lifestyle. Professional chef, but also national level bodybuilder and thus six pack chef.
1: Now, I'm curious, how did you come up with your name, six pack chef as your, I guess, branding name on social media?
0: I'm a professional chef. So I was cooking in restaurants, but at the same time, I started competing. There were like two different industries. So my chef friends were like, hey, fit guy, you know, muscle chef, where you at? Versus my fitness guys when I was competing where people at the gym would be like, oh it's the bro chef or it's the flexing (laughs) chef I went to business school and marketing and branding all those things are really too out there it's a little too extreme I needed something a little more mainstream I chose six-pack chef everyone understands six-pack it could also refer to like six-pack of beer or six-pack of bread or something like that that that's how six-pack chef came up to be
1: nice you can kind of like blend both of your hobbies or passions together with food and your workout regime that's pretty cool
0: That's pretty much like the whole brand of like Six Pack Chef is really just the direct representation of me.
1: Mm -hmm. So when did you start doing content creation?
0: Honestly? Well, I've been on Instagram for like six years and Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about it. I was never into it. I was never wanting to be a content creator, but I just wanted to constantly share my stories. And then as I got more into fitness and sharing like progress photos and stuff, I really got into content creation hardcore, I want to say 2017 2018. Oh, yeah. So like get into an extra income stream. And then it was not until just before COVID that it really sort of popped up. It started with TikTok and then also with Top Chef Canada. Just from there, it just grew. So as much as people might see my, say, like Instagram right now, like mm-hmm. it's at, I think 29k, but it was at 5k for five years. Like It wasn't until oh. like a year before that it sort of had that little spike.
1: And why do you think that you had such a dramatic increase of growth in your branding?
0: It was a lot of me learning about what exactly my audience wanted. I originally went on Instagram to simply just post my progress photos for fitness and competing. It was never about anything else. And then I started getting more into now, okay, now six pack chefs. With brands, Top Chef Canada was a big one. I used that actually to build a little community as the episodes were airing. So I would post like weekly updates of the episodes or recaps, etc. Describe the dishes and more and more with that. And now with TikTok, then both of these now have become sort of my platforms where I get to show a lot of food recipes and cooking and fitness and tying all that stuff in.
1: Can you tell me a bit more about your Top Chef Canada experience and how you kind of use your social media to make content to grow your branding with that?
0: I haven't worked in restaurants for about six to seven years. Wow. (laughs) 2018 was the season. So Top Chef Canada season seven was my season. I had to convince the producers and auditions and everything of why to let me be on that as a Uh chef, because it's the best chefs in all Canada. These are guys that, you know, work in Michelin star, they're cooking. And then you've got me, you know, the fitness guy who hasn't cooked in a restaurant or anything. Uh Why should I get a spot? So once I got on there, it was this thing of not really proving, but to show people you don't have to be a great chef in a restaurant to be a great chef. Uh To be a great chef, you just have to cook amazing and tasty food. With that being said, I took that and I learned from other episodes of seasons of top chef or even me being on chopped, it was that a lot of people go on these shows and they think because they've got restaurants, right? So they think that I'm gonna be on the show customers going to come to my restaurant. And that's how I'm going to blow up or that's how I'm going to get famous. Yeah. or that's how I'm going to benefit from it. For me, I don't have a restaurant. I don't have a work restaurant. I don't work in restaurants. So I needed something else. So I right. need to be able to communicate and connect and get to know people and have people know who I was. And that's where I used Instagram. So That was a big part of it and really created like Team Wallace as the episodes were going or Team Six-Pack Chef, finding different cuts of the episodes and sharing them and giving like backstories behind it. That's how it sort of grew and grew. And then as it kept on going, that's really where Six-Pack Chef took off.
1: Oh man, that's so exciting to hear. Like when you're actually doing the competition, were you allowed to film?
0: They confiscate my phone. Oh. I didn't have phone access for a month.
1: How did you live? (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm not a big content creator compared to say you or someone else with those kind of followings where literally your phone is what we need to be connected to. (laughs) I was getting into it. So I was trying Mm -hmm. to do a bunch of stuff. It was good, though. It was good because it allowed me to focus. It's not an easy competition. Like that was the biggest thing for me going in was like, I can't look like an idiot. I will (laughs) allow myself to look like an idiot on national TV. There was this one part where I remember it was when they first showed Our intro videos, and then there was this one individual, one guy on. I think it was the Facebook group for Top Chef Canada. He wrote down. He's like, "What is this guy doing here? He's gonna be out like episode two. What is he gonna make? Chicken and broccoli." I screenshotted it. And I kept it to myself because I already knew the outcome. I went to the finals. When the episode, I think episode two or three ended, I went back to it. And I'm like, hey, I think I made it past episode three. We're still into it and think that I don't just cook chicken and broccoli. And I remember the guy met back, he's like, I'm so sorry. I judged a book by its cover. I hope you're doing well. And it was really cool. So
1: oh, man, that sounds like a really cool experience <laughs> being able to connect with people like that.
0: I love it. That's one of the biggest things. Like when we get back to, I guess, content creation and socials, and you're talking about branding and stuff. I love the fact that I can connect with people about it. That's the big one. I can connect with people, whether it's about food, whether it's about fitness, or even like how we met connecting about how to improve on content or get brand mm-hmm. details, et etc. What
1: do you think is your demographics for your audience or your type of content?
0: In the beginning, it was very much just straight up my fitness guys. My Instagram has grown as I get better. I have to do more cooking stuff, for instance, like top chef, chopped, fridge wars. Then I got much more of a foodie audience coming in because mm-hmm. before I never posted any food stuff or anything really, recipes or anything like that. And then now it's gone to this audience side of people who love food. Yes. Who also are into fitness or, you know, wouldn't mind watching and caring about fitness stuff. Also are entrepreneurs, people who just want more positive vibes and that's a big part for me
1: glad to hear that you're attracting different like demographics so then since you're like doing tiktok do you find that that demographics is quite similar to your instagram or is that a little bit different because there's like a younger audience on tiktok
0: my tiktok audience i love them but they are very different than my instagram when i got onto tiktok it's a new platform no one knows me Mm -hmm. i'm gonna treat it as if this is my first introduction so i need something to let them know that i cook that I'm into fitness and in that I like to have fun just be happy and do cool stuff I ended up finding this cutting video there was this cutting video of this guy cutting a cucumber to a beat it was just like really mm. really quick fast beat and he catches up and then I'm like okay I can do this I know I can do it better so there's like the chef part the whole thing was pretty fun in general okay that's like the third part now the fitness part what can I do to show people that I'm sort of into fitness it was a blessing in disguise sort of maybe a mistake but I ended up taking my shirt off <laughs> so I ended up doing that cutting my shirt off cutting my shirt off no taking my shirt off cutting the cucumber that was sort of the start of my tiktok career because then that one grew and it hit about 11 11.2 mil or something like that oh wow they really, really blew up and then i was like oh okay maybe i need to do this again so then my next video i did another cutting video um, with my shirt off and i continued it because people knew me for that people know me for just really really great cutting and like a lot of them they actually don't know that i actually can cook oh which is the fun part i started doing food reviews doing food reviews of a lot of really great tiktok chefs and chefs like you know cooking. Matt, Sonny, Chef Chris Cho, all my boys now, but a lot of their followers when I did these reviews, they'd be like, Who are you leave the cooking to the chefs? (laughs) At first I was a little put off. But then I'm like, hey, I can't be mad at them. They don't know who I am. I haven't put cooking recipes out or anything like that. So then I ended up teaching my new audience who I was now I do way less of the, the shirtless stuff. And then more cooking stuff. Once again, just like Instagram, transitioning. Now doing more recipes that are more health-based just so people still be like, hey, look, this guy, he can still cook. He can cook, but he's also really into fitness. He eats great food and still can look good.
1: That's cool, yeah. Because sometimes you got to like grow with your audience and you're still kind of figuring out what your niche is and, you know, your interests change over time too as well. So I'm glad you can kind of, you know, play around and test around to see what works for you and what your audience are really connecting with?
0: It's been a journey. My TikTok literally has been so many different things. There's a little bit of dancing there. There's a little <laughs> doing some trendy stuff. There, I tried to do some fitness things. It's just this constant ebbs and flows.
1: I'm sure everyone who started TikTok has done one of those trendy dances. <laughs> I bet you everyone has. So.
0: I'm not a great dancer at all. Can't really dance, but I've always enjoyed thinking that I could maybe do one. Like I've done one or two of them and I did enjoy them and they didn't look that bad. So it was okay. (laughs)
1: What would you say would be your biggest challenge as a content creator?
0: Burnout is one, especially for someone who was not a content creator, then became Mm -hmm. a content creator because I was getting traction. There was at a point when I first started last year, like 2020, as much as it was crazy, I had tons of growth. It was one of my biggest growth years as a person, and as a career. Mm -hmm. I remember from like, say, I think March, like March to July, I put out 15 to 20 pieces of content a day every day.
1: Wow. How did you keep up with that?
0: I ended up burning out. I did burn out. Like in oh. July, I burnt out for a month. July was when like the whole Black Lives Matter came out. I'm someone who actually likes social to start. I like mm-hmm. interacting because my feed, the people I follow, they're all positive or there's things that I'm interested in. When Black Lives Matter happened, it became all just negative stuff. And I didn't have that release as my way to get out of everything. And mm-hmm. that plus the burnout of trying to make content all the time. Right that I ended up, just taking a whole month off. I didn't want to see anything. Burnout is a big one. And the second one for myself, and maybe probably you, you might experience it other people experience it is comparison, comparing yourself oh, to others yes. and like <laughs> constantly trying to get the views, the likes, the follows. It's hard when you put yeah. so much effort into making a piece and then it flops. Like right now, for instance, yeah. my TikToks and my Instagram, they're flopping. They're horrible mm-hmm. engagement-wise or aggressive views-wise. After December, I took another hiatus. And it wasn't really burnout, but I just wanted to reset my myself I didn't want to just do cutting anymore I wanted to do more recipes I wanted to bring more value to my audience and now I'm back I left for so long that a lot of the people aren't back or a lot of my stuff aren't mm. being shown so I just have to like put that aside and just keep going and just that's all that matters
1: that's with like the social media game once you kind of take a break you get taken off of a lot of people's news feeds right and you really gotta pump out extra content to get back on their grid and on their homepage.
0: yeah it's crazy it's like the content is no different really, per se, like some of the cutting stuff are the same, all that stuff is the same. But then I'll have some people be like, I haven't seen you in so long. Other person would be like, Hey, are you shadow Ben? I haven't seen you been posted. Oh. I'd be like, Oh, I've been posted for like, the last two weeks. And then they would be like, Oh, right, you're checked. I just never seen any of it pushed. Let me ask you, because you are obviously a really, really successful content creator. What's a big hurdle or obstacle that you face or that you've faced?
1: A lot of us as content creators did face similar struggles you did. Like last year, I definitely felt a burnout and I definitely took a huge hiatus from TikTok because I was taking one to two hours to make each video for TikTok. And I would post one to two videos a day for quite a while. And I just got burnt out because I wasn't just making content for TikTok, I was also making content for all different platforms like YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and everything. So I just decided, you know what, TikTok, I'll just take a little break from that. And I still haven't hopped back on it yet. I haven't purposely gone to film Video just for TikTok. I just post whatever I can. Whenever I post like an Instagram story or reel that I feel would make sense for TikTok, then I would post it there as well. And like you said, I struggle with the whole comparison thing as well. Like, oh man, I worked so hard on this one costume, this one photo, but then so and so is getting so much better engagement than me. It it really sucks. It kind of, you know, puts me down because I spent so much time and something I was really passionate about is not getting the recognition that I had hoped because I thought people would like it because I spent so much time on it. And I think sometimes you just got to remove yourself from that and just fall back and think, Hey, I created this because I had fun doing it and I enjoyed doing it. If the likes come, if the reach increases, that's just a bonus part of it. I know that's easier said than done, because a lot of content creators who do it full time, they kind of bank on the reach and the engagement from their community. So it hits them a lot harder when that is their main source of income and their paycheck, right? So I think like you said, sometimes having some time to reset is really valuable. And just understanding why you're creating content to begin with, instead of trying to make it into a whole, I'm doing it because I have to routine, then it takes the fun out of it. And then you get burnt out and you don't want to do it anymore
0: (laughs) that's how I think of it too yeah you hit it like right on the nail and you're like it's easier said than done we all know we all know what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. I remind myself right now, it's like I'm considering this as I took a break to reset. TikTok or Instagram is also resetting me, meaning they're resetting my audience, resetting what they think I am so Uh that I'm able to show my new stuff to the audience that I do want to be seen.
1: Yeah, so with your new direction that you're doing your recipes and you have this like brand new set of audience, what's your goal for this year? Like, do you have a plan that you want to do? Like, do you think of maybe like transitioning to YouTube or maybe focusing, more on like specialized recipes or anything you have in your mind for this year yeah
0: so like a big one is actually YouTube. So YouTube, I really want to get into. I've always wanted to because I want to share a little more long form stuff. Even just ten like this, maybe forever, right? And that was the one big problem with TikTok. Why I didn't do recipes was I couldn't get myself to make a 25 to 30 second. <laughs> There's too many like great things to put into that and sort of remove. Instead of me making recipes, I ended up doing other videos. Same thing with Instagram. So I really want to get into YouTube. That's my big goal. I've got like the DL and trying to set it all up and figure all these things I want to increase recipes I definitely want to do way more recipes I want people to just know that I cook a lot of people Mm. just end up still don't think I can cook it's not an ego boost or anything like that but I think the value that I provide that I can give to somebody in terms of teaching them about a recipe or a culture or anything like that is through recipes I
1: just had an idea I just wanted to share with you I don't know if you're doing this already or not but because you have that, like, stigma of people thinking, oh, this guy is just, you know, he just buff, he works out, he cuts things, he doesn't know how to cook. What if you kind of, you know, show off saying, yo, I'm buff, I do this, but this is what I make to fill up on the protein, and you kind of show the recipe after, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, so those are actually, like, the recipes that I've been putting out. The key is this, I don't want to push out saying this is a healthy recipe, because oh, there is okay. a stigma behind, once you put healthy and diet to a dish people think that they put it in a certain category they still don't think it's as tasty as something mm. my goal as a chef and in general was to always show people to make tasty food delicious food is always what i always strive for the health part of it is just the cherry on the sundae so like for instance right. all the recipes that i have right now they look like regular recipes if you scroll down to like the captions or whatever they've got the macronutrients in it and all that kind of stuff a lot of people think that with the name six pack chef all i do is like meal prep or all i do is like like that gentleman said i make chicken and broccoli <laughs> And I want to show people that like what I eat on a regular basis is exactly what I do to get in shape for a contest. I didn't make, you know, third in Canada or fifth in North America, eating just bland stuff. I still took my culinary techniques and expertise to put them into my diets to then create the physique that I brought to stage. It's good that you brought that up because that's actually what all this stuff is going to be happening. The project that I have is I'm going to put myself through almost like a transformation and then taking my meals as I'm transforming, showing people how I jazz it up or how I make it. Chefified, if you will. That's like the best way to show legitimacy is that as I transform and as people hopefully see me transform my physique, they'll be like, hey, this guy's getting results while he's been eating this kind of food. Oh,
1: that's cool. I think that'd be a good, like, YouTube style videos, right? People love watching transformational videos.
0: Yeah, that's literally like the goal for the year.
1: Wish you the best of luck with it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Is there any piece of advice you want to give the listeners to be a content creator?
0: Be self aware. Know why you're doing it and why you want to do it. You touched on it Mm -hmm. earlier, which was you did it because you enjoyed doing it. You had fun doing Mm -hmm. it. The more you enjoy doing something, the less you're going to care about what other people think. The less you're going to care about how much follows or likes or whatever. I'm trying to find recipe styles, or shooting formats that I enjoy doing. The more you enjoy it, you're going to put way more time into it. You're going to put the effort and you really won't care. Just like you with your costumes or your photos. You enjoy it. You love the result. For me, I love taking the recipes and the ingredients and putting it together. And it doesn't matter if it's cooking, whether it's costumes, cosplaying, whether it's dancing, whatever a content creator wants to show to somebody. Just find that, figure it out, just put out. We hold ourselves back. There's so many people, you probably know that tons of content creators, I've got so much content banked. Banking it is not going to help you get to where you want to (laughs) be. As much as you have something banked, no one's going to be able to see it. So for me, if I put out content that I love, that I am proud to do, I'm just going to put it out there. Because it only needs to take one right person to see it. To make it go wherever you want, if like say you put a photo, it might tank. It tanks horribly. But that one person who runs AnimeCon or like Funimation sees it. It's like, oh my god, we need this. We want Vicky to be our spokesperson. Then you're good, right? It's like for me, my recipe might not blow up as well. But if someone say from like, who knows, Netflix food wants to do a series about fitness and cooking, then they see my video like, Oh, hey, this guy might be that person. But if both of us never put out that piece of content, that option is not going to be there. So that's a big suggestion. And it's something I always try to tell people is just put it out, put it out. You never know.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I call that creating your own opportunities and creating your own doors. Totally agree with that. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time today wallace that was really entertaining to listen to about your journey and your cooking journey your fitness journey and now your social media journey i wish you the best of luck with youtube and maybe by next year you'll have really banging youtube that you have amazing recipes to share with everyone
0: absolutely thank you so much thank you for having me i appreciate it you are killing it with what you're doing <laughs> thank it's you it's an honor to be on this one and for to share my story so thank you so much
1: thank you <laughs>